Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Ken Spangler. Ken is the Executive Vice President of Information Technology and Chief Information Officer of Global Opco Technologies at FedEx. In this role, Ken oversees FedEx Express, Ground, Freight, and Logistics. Prior to serving in this current role, Ken was the Executive Vice President and Chief Information Officer of FedEx Express, Global IT Solutions, and Senior Vice President and CIO of FedEx Ground and Freight. In this interview, we focus on the culture of innovation at FedEx. Ken describes how his experiences serving as CIO for each of FedEx's businesses has given him a unique perspective on the firm's principles to compete collectively, operate independently, and manage collaboratively. He talks about how the company fosters innovation and focuses on what he calls constructive dissatisfaction in the company. Further, Ken speaks to the culture of FedEx, what it means to still be founder-led, and FedEx's people service profit model. Additionally, Ken gives his perspective on how FedEx went through four phases of learning due to the pandemic, what the return to work will look like, and a variety of other topics. If you enjoy Technovation, please consider reading my new book, Getting to Nimble, How to Transform Your Company into a Digital Leader. The book's available now on Amazon or wherever else you buy books. As a special offer to our CXO listeners, if you purchase 50 or more books for your team, I'd be happy to join your team for a group discussion on it. To learn more, write us at information at metastrategy.com or visit gettingtonimble.com. Thank you. And now for a word from our partner, Tanium, and the company's co-founder and chief executive officer, Orion Hindawi. Orion wanted to take a moment to provide some recommendations for CXOs in charge of technology and digital about how best to manage the cybersecurity landscape. Yeah, so our customers, I think, are realizing there are three things that they really need to be secure. The first is they have way too many products. And as a result of that, they're unable to operate all these products well, and there are holes in their security posture that are created as a result. Many of our customers have 20 or 30 or sometimes 50 different tools. And if they can move to a platform approach, they have a much higher chance of succeeding. The second thing that a lot of our customers are realizing is they need certain visibility on their environment. Every asset where it is, who's using it, what data is on it, what vulnerabilities it has, and to really be able to trust that they have three or four nines confidence in that data set instead of, in some cases, 85 or 90% confidence, which in reality leaves way, way too much of a surface area of vulnerability. And the third one is they need to be able to remediate problems they find instantaneously at scale, globally, even over slow links, even over devices that are not easy to reach. Because without that capability, unfortunately, even if you know that there's a problem, you're still going to get hit by the security event that comes after it because you can't fix it in time. And so between that platform approach, being able to have really, really comprehensive visibility and having really strong control, our customers are seeing a huge upgrade in their capability. And now on to the interview. Ken Spangler, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Well, Peter, uh, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a, as I say, it's a great pleasure. Well, Ken, um, you are the Executive Vice President of Information Technology at FedEx, and I wonder if you could take a moment to describe what that entails within your environment. What, what's within your purview, please? Sure, absolutely, Peter. You know, my uh, actual title is uh, you know, EVP of Global Opco Technology. So if you, if you think of the four large global operating companies, or both global and uh, North American operating companies, that means I have oversight for FedEx Express IT, FedEx Ground IT, FedEx Freight IT, and FedEx Logistics IT, including you know some of their subsidiaries. So when you think of FedEx Logistics, that includes you know our our very uh, our great FedEx supply chain business. So so basically, it's a global team. 
uh, you know, the, all the large transportation logistics segments of FedEx. And, uh, and it, you know, basically includes everything from uh, the tight business partnership with the leadership through the, uh, through the operations of each of the operating companies, you know, developing and engineering uh, some of the world-class technology in those companies, as well as the day-to-day -day operational excellence and the, uh, the business agility to nimbly move the businesses forward. That's great. It's a great overview. And so you've got, uh, I mean, it, what an interesting and complex organization is FedEx, as you highlight, it's a, an airline, it's a trucking company, it's a logistics company, it's an office company, office supply and services company as well. And very interesting, you've got all these, all this, uh, the IT functions of these uh, parts of the organization reporting up to you. Uh, you were also, if I recall correctly, uh, the chief information officer of each of those previously. So you had uh, sort of understood the inner workings of each of those businesses before the leaders of the of the, the IT leaders of those businesses reported through to you. Um, and I wonder if you can maybe take a moment and talk a bit about um, a, a, a bit about the the way in which you think about what is common and what is is shared uh, rather common and what is federated uh, or unique about each of those businesses. Because as I just reeled through, as excuse me, as you reeled through them and as I reiterated that that uh, overview, they are very different businesses. And so to the un uninitiated, one might think, you know what, this, these are so different that they ought to be managed completely as silos or as islands. Talk a bit about your own perspectives, having lived at both of these levels now. Well, you know, it's a great question, complex question, but let me start by saying, you know, I, I guess that's one of the things that makes me unique in FedEx. I was fortunate enough to, at one time or another, be the CIO of each of the companies. I grew up in the FedEx ground company and for more than a decade was the CIO there, but I've also been the CIO of FedEx uh, Freight and then FedEx Express and FedEx Logistics. And each of that was done under our former strategic operating principles, FedEx Corporation strategic operating principles of compete collectively, operate independently and manage collaboratively. And those were in place for many years. Now, just this past year, we made a significant change and they are compete collectively is still the same, number one. But the second one moved from operate independently to operate collaboratively, and the third to innovate digitally. So it seems like just six small words, but it is a you know, really foundational change of the focus of the strategic operating principles. So my role is just a reflection of that. You know, each of the operating companies, when it was operated independently, you know, a lot of times you can look at the technology as an automation of the business processes. So when they were completely independent, obviously running the technology was very independent, but they operate collaboratively and innovate digitally, but just kind of focusing on operate collaboratively, strategic operating principles said, this was the time when we're going to focus on the common capabilities. Now there's uniqueness. And so, you know, the, the answer to your question is, you know, by aligning all these IT groups and I have responsibility across them, I have great you know, senior vice president, CIOs in each of them. I mean, just, you know, super leaders. But we are now driving ahead where there is commonality across the operating companies. And it's not, you know, we, in, and I'll, I'll say one of the, um, you know, things some years ago we thought was really important. We created an architectural design principle called solid core, flexible edge. And quite simply, what that is, is where we have commonality and we don't need unique velocity of change then it can be common and we drive ahead, you know, engineering and architecting to be common. However, where it has uniqueness and or it needs unique velocity of change at an operating company level, 
then that's the flexible edge where we keep it, you know, separate. Let me start at the strategy of operate collaboratively with that, you know, architectural design principle and having teams now that are organizationally aligned. That is where we are driving towards much more common than we ever would have in the past. And, uh, and those are everything from what we call large enterprise foundational services across the enterprise, also inside the operating companies in areas like, you know, hub and sword and areas like uh, pickup and delivery operations. And, you know, a lot of from enterprise foundational services down to some unique services. It could be just across two companies or it could be across all of them. Was your time as a leader of each of those uh, those businesses, uh, did, did that provide you some of the insights that led to this change? Did it hearken upon you uh, as somebody who had responsibilities and, and was marshalling the, the forces and, the, and putting together the plans in each of those areas? Did that give you reason to think a little bit more about what the, where the overlap in the Venn diagram might be? Oh, absolutely. Working for a company like FedEx, where each of these business units are multi-billion dollar, you know, large companies. There's, there's great challenges in each of them and each, you know, and so all of my time in each of them, as I said earlier, was, uh, you know, intense and focused and great, but you get to see a lot of opportunity and you, and you, and again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who believes we lead everywhere with engineering and architecture, right? I'll probably say it 10 times as we're talking today, but, uh, but in that, when you look at engineering and architecture, we started to see the commonality and then the world changed. You know, e-commerce leaped ahead. The pandemic, we call it, you know, slingshotted a lot of things ahead to us. And we just knew that this was the time to benefit from more synergy, more alignment, more power of both the operations and the operating companies, but that's enabled by the technology. So that, you know, that was the key. So the answer to your question is yes. When I was in each of the operating companies, you could see opportunity. But it wasn't our, our core focus. Operate independently was powerful. I mean, it's it's made FedEx successful as it is. We're not giving it up in any way. I mean, we clearly have these unique operating companies. The difference is we're just driving more synergy and more power of alignment of process and technology where it makes sense, as I said, to create that benefit of power, but where we need them to be unique. We won't, we won't break the, you know, we won't break the secret sauce that got us here or, you know, or, or the model that got us here. We'll get the best of both now. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I, you also mentioned this operating principle, innovate digitally. And I, I want to talk a little bit further about what that entails and examples of that. But before we do, I'd actually, because you also run core innovation for FedEx. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you've organized uh, yourself and your team for innovation. There's a philosophical uh, debate that happens among a lot of executives as to whether or not Innovation is something that should be done by a core team, and thus that you've got a sort of a shepherd or a group of shepherds for innovation who are ultimately responsible, who are managing the metrics associated with it and so on, versus or maybe and or making this a set of responsibilities for a vast number of people, perhaps on a part-time basis. Uh, how do you think about that in terms of organizing the organization in the best way in order to foster innovation? Well, I smiled right away because I love the question. And um, there's a couple of reasons why. You know, one of them is you know, working at FedEx and the blessing of working at FedEx for this many years is it has to be in our DNA. You know, our founder is still our chairman, Fred Smith, and is one of the great innovators, you know, maybe in the last hundred years or so, you know, we, innovation is something that is an everyday thing. So let me start with that. And then I'll answer your question and say, you know, um, this is one of these cases where it's both, you know, we have 
limited, dedicated, kind of think of them as special forces teams. One of them, and I probably failed to mention this when I talked about my role, but I have a small but mighty team, we like to say inside, called Operations Technology Innovation. It's a vice president level group, very focused on specific types of innovation in our operations. Um, some real world examples that just this year have been game changing was uh, what we call Sensorware Mobile and Sensorware ID node. The reason it's been game changing this year is that's been technology that's been critical to vaccine distribution. You know, we have, you know, sensor-based logistics, IoT, you know, the connectedness today, the real-time connectedness explosion. But we put these small sensors, sensor ID nodes on every vaccine package, and it creates incredible awareness, whether it's in our hubs, as it moves through our networks, it's completely lit up all the time and allows us to, you know, deliver that perfect execution we need on the most important product we've ever covered, ever carried, you know, the vaccine. So that team delivers very unique and specialized technologies. And in fact, in the last five years, that team has had more patent filings than in the history of FedEx. Or so I love that team. I'm proud of them. They, they do great work. But as we said, small but you know, powerful team. But the reality of it is there are also other areas that are very focused on innovate digitally. One of them is now our new DataWorks team. And uh, in fact, uh, just today we announced, uh, you know, DataWorks, which we only started one year ago. It was just named one of CIO's 2021 Future Edge 50 award winners. And that is, you know, the true focus on data, okay? Think of decision sciences, machine learning, and beyond, but how we create different levels of visibility and optimization. So I would say operations, technology, innovation, and DataWorks, call those specialized teams. However, the real answer to your question is yes and, because throughout the organization, every team is empowered and really challenged with some form of innovation. Maybe a real, real quick example, you know, when I was in the freight company originally as a CIO there, you know, we noticed that, you know, this is a distance, weight, and space business. Space is capturing dimensions, right? And it was very hard in the freight industry where it's palletized freight to capture dimensions. You either had to do it manually and measure or the technology in the industry was you stopped it off of a you know, forklift, dropped it, backed the forklift out and let the dimension or measure, which killed your productivity. And we decided that we were going to innovate in this space. We were going to lead the industry. And you know, with partnership of the FedEx engineering, IT, and some third-party partners, we created dim in motion. So on a forklift, driving at forklift speeds, we can dimension our freight in motion. So incredibly powerful in the LTO industry, leading the way, but that was relentless innovation done just as part of our freight company. So, so sorry for the long answer, but you know, I, it's a, it's a, I smiled when you asked the question because it's in our DNA. Fred makes sure of it all the time. And, you know, and people like Fred and Rob and others are just, this is part of who we are and what we do. Fred Smith and Rob Carter. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. Uh, tell me also, how do you define innovation? There, there's big eye innovations, fundamentally new things that are developed that, uh, you know, d develop revenue streams or cost efficiencies that have never been there before. There's small eye innovations. I know that some organizations think about, which is more kind of like enhancements, but that, that themselves also enhancements to existing products or service offerings, for example, that, uh, that, that also yield new value for the organization. How, how do you think about um, the definition of that? You know, both. And I, I hate to keep answering these two, two questions in a row by saying both, but, you know, big innovation is, is important. And that's where we have the focus teams. So we think 
just like sensorware. It's game changing to us. It's powerful to us. In not only, you know, besides the vaccine, I mean, in all areas, any kind of healthcare areas, but so many products need a different level of visibility. I mean, we led the way early on with barcoding and you know, real time tracking and eventing. And, and now this is just the next level. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll generally call that is, even though IoT isn't a FedEx only thing, how we utilize it in FedEx is kind of the big eye of innovation. But I would say the small why to us, and, and this is, the terms I use is, you know, constructively dissatisfied, you know, and, uh, and, and I think, um, again, it's probably a FedEx DNA thing, but it's certainly, you know, part of my DNA is, I think we always, especially as technologists, we always have to be constructively, that's the key word, dissatisfied in the way we do things because continuous and relentless improvement from that comes innovation. And that's why, you know, the example I gave her, DataWorks and, and uh, you know, out of that is FedEx Surround, out of our ops technology innovation is Sensorware. But just our freight company being constructively dissatisfied of sitting in our hubs and our service centers and watching this freight move and saying, wow, is that a productivity hit to capture dimensions? We've, we said that that's not good enough. We have to be better than that. It literally was about a six-year journey, but having in-motion dimensioning is game-changing. Very interesting. Well, you talked about earlier about how COVID is a, a slingshotting force uh, forward in so many different areas. Uh, you mentioned, of course, the most important uh, um, packages that you've ever delivered, uh, the, the those that include the, uh, or shipments, I should say, uh, those that have included the the, the vaccines, as an example, this has also been just an extraordinary time for e-commerce growth, which has led to a lot of people doing many, many things that they they had once bought in person, uh, you know, online, which, of course, means that those purchases usually at least uh, require shipment. And that's been a certainly a growth vehicle for your organization as well. Um, I, I wonder if you could sort of reflect on some of the key learnings of this past now more than 12 months, you know, approaching a year and a quarter. Uh, and, and some of the changes you have seen, especially those that uh, perhaps you think are the, 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 the more permanent ones as a result of this, this longer term experiment that we've all been put through. Well, you know, there's a couple of ways to answer that. Another great question, by the way. Um, you know, a couple of things that we learned right away, you know, scale matters and our ability to scale up um, was important. Luckily in our business, you know, uh, scaling is something we have to do every year because, you know, we have this incredible peak season that comes and, you know, in our industry, you just have to scale. So, you know, the starting and what we call it is the slingshotting at least three years ahead in e-commerce, the ability to scale and the technology today, the ability to scale technology today is greater than ever. So, you know, that was clearly, I mean, something we all knew, but something we got to see in action and take advantage of right away. Okay. You know, the other thing I would add just, you know, before I kind of directly answer it is, um, you know, the, the power of our physical network scaling had to be equally matched by our digital network scaling. So when I say scale, I want to mention both, you know, we have one of the world's most sophisticated physical networks, you know, our airplanes all over the world, our network all over the world, we could do unique things. And it was, it was a really proud time, hard time for the whole world, but a proud time for all FedExers in the way that we were able to scale and, move goods and especially, you know, PPE equipment and other things all over the world. But our digital network had to do the same thing and our transactions just skyrocketed. So, you know, those were great lessons learned, but it shows that 
we can run that way all year, not just two months or one month of the year. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll call that a really important part. The other thing is it led, it, 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 another thing in Slingshot, it is our focus on data. You know, we've always been a big data company, it's easy. But the decision sciences generically and more broadly all aspects of that. And I would say both in different levels of visibility and different levels of optimization technologies were huge. And then as I come down, you know, kind of what's important, the other thing that's that I would say, you know, all that stuff was benefits out of a very tough time in the world. But the other thing that was probably the stunner of all was that even though, you know, we have so many frontline people and keeping them protected was the most important thing, but part of keeping all FedExers protected is those who we could work remote, we had to do that as well. The productivity benefits we seen were probably a stunner. And, and I mean, you know, and, and I, I've studied this some, and I've kind of called it the four phases of what we've learned about remote work in the pandemic. And, you know, I call phase one is kind of lean and mean. We narrowed down to only do what was critically important. We did it remotely. And, you know, I, I connect only video. I won't do audio unless it's essential. You know, I, we still want to see people. We still want to be connected. But we connect real time all over the world. But we lean to what's important. But you, But, you know, that's great for a month or two. But as the pandemic was something we realized was going to go on and this kind of, you know, remote work was going to be more of a normal, then we started to ramp up to say, well, all the things we used to do, we can do just remotely. And that was powerful. That second phase was amazing. You know, even, you know, we do traveling to each of our regions around the world and there's a bunch of things we do when we're there. But suddenly we could do all those things just remote. And so we're still meeting. I'm still meeting with the APAC region or where we're in Europe or anywhere in the world. We're meeting with our teams doing all the same things we used to do, again, only remotely. That was great, phase two. Third phase, though, we learned a lot. And that was, wow, this is so easy and powerful. Let's do more. I call it the let's do more phase. And the problem with that is suddenly any value, low value, we just tried to do everything. And, and that's where, you know, again, leadership is what are the most important things to do, but are also the things you shouldn't do. In that third phase, we realized we've, we've pushed the pendulum too far and moved into the, you know, uh, fourth phase. And, and it's really the hybrid phase that says, this is powerful and productive, but we need to keep people focused into the high value things, what their jobs are, keep them focused on high value. And the reality of that is, you know, I, my, the end game to me is I realized, you know, humans, all of us, we only have so much energy to give, you know, it's clearly some of more than others, but, but the sweet spot of this remote work is being able to spend the most time in the productive high value work. That's when we got more productive. And if we stayed in that zone, it was a tremendous benefit. And, and so now, you know, what's important to us is, you know, we're humans, we want to be together, there's advantages to summits and whiteboarding, and we will have that again, and we're getting closer, we're coming out of this dark tunnel. But what's the hybrid model that is most successful to the future is uh, another one of those. So, you know, sorry for the long answer on this one, but that was really a powerful part because I see my international teams more than I've ever seen them. I'm connected to them more than ever. It used to be I had to be in airplanes all the time, and you're only there for a few days, and then your airplane is traveling again. Now we're connected constantly, and that's been beneficial. Yeah, it's so interesting, um, and I appreciate you 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 offering that sort of the 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 various phases and how you've seen those unroll and some of the learnings from those as well. 
And and I'm, I'm curious, so it sounds like you've drawn some conclusions about uh, a, a hybrid approach uh, to to the future, the leveraging some of what's been good uh, through there and what, what's worked even surprisingly well uh, through the course of the, 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 the pandemic and uh, our need to quarantine. But but also, it sounds as though you do foresee an office uh, environment where people can get together, uh, perhaps doing some additional thinking as to when and why. Uh, but but am I am I correct in thinking that you see you foresee kind of a hybrid version of how work will be done? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I don't want to imply that we have the answers yet for this, but we have you know great teams, leadership, our HR teams, etc. And part of it is, you know, we started by doing multiple surveys of our employee base, you know, and, you know, what works, what doesn't work, what would you see as the future? Because, you know, we have such great team members that, you know, live, we call it the purple promise, you know, to live, make every FedEx experience outstanding. And these are, you know, we have a lot of tenured, long-term and new employees and getting that input was powerful. And it was amazing. Once again, there was the, there was a couple things that came loud and clear again, where their time was focused was very productive. And if we stayed in there, that was good. I already said that. But the second thing was they felt empowered and they felt protected. And that was, you know, incredibly valuable. And so the answer is, you know, we, there will be a back to the office, but it, it'll be different. You know, we, we, like a lot of companies are saying, what is the new normal, right? That's the phrase today. That's exactly what we're saying in FedEx. You know, what is the new normal? And we will figure it out. You know, we already have a planned, you know, come volunteer phase. People that feel they can't be productive and remote work, you know, now that we're getting, you know, we're not there yet, but we're getting close to that ability to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, get people together again in a safe way. Safety first, by far. You know, we're looking at doing multiple waves of that. And the first would be the team members that feel they really want to be and need to be in the office. That'll be the first phase for sure. Mm-hmm. Got it. You alluded to earlier that Fred Smith, the founder of the firm, is still the CEO of the firm now 50, nearly or roughly 50 years after its founding, if I've got the dates correct. Talk a bit about the um, what it's like to to work with a founder. And as you point out, one of the great leaders of the last century, no one can deny, um, you know, what it means to be founder led this far along in, in the, the company's history. Well, you know, I think... Um, you know, I, one of the blessings of my career is, you know, getting to work with people like Fred Smith, you know, Raj Shubramaniam, our, uh, our president and chief operating officer, you know, Rob Carter, you know, been global CIO for years. You know, the, the fortunate thing of that is, is getting to see the things that have been relentless about our culture always and how we evolve. And, you know, the one thing, you know, to, to directly answer your question is, you know, we've kind of already you know, delved into one of the biggest things, you know, Fred is a true innovator. And, and he is as innovative today, and as relentless today, as as all the years I've been, you know, around him for sure. And that's been a long time. And the real world, you know, I'd like to give credit, you know, the team under, uh, under my organization is called Ops Technology Innovation Team, we talked about Sensor ID, and we innovated it and did all kinds of things Have great leadership in there. They're just a fantastic team. But I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. It's really Fred, and Rob and Raj that were pushing hard to say, let's get that in the wild. You know, we're innovating, it's, we're shaking it out, it's really great stuff. Let's just go and put it in our operations. And we were putting it in our first overnight product. Well, the timing couldn't have been better because we already had lit up our FedEx Express network and had this live when suddenly a global pandemic shows up. 
And so, you know, you, you could say it's luck, but it, it's it's that relentless innovation and relentless let's continue to push forward that had us in the position to be able to take advantage of it. And so, you know, the real answer to your question is it's just it's continuing relentless innovation, improvement, and always looking for ways to, you know, our, our important customer base. I mean, what a, you know, in all industries all around the world connecting the world. You know, one of the things that our purpose statements is starts with, we connect people and possibilities around the world. And, uh, and, and, you know, that is what Fred's vision was from the very beginning. And we just do more of it today than ever. I want to actually, outside of your response there, you talked about this relentless focus on culture. And I wonder if you could just, you've talked, uh, the cultural element has, has, uh, been shining through a lot of your different answers, but I'd love to um, maybe talk a little bit more specifically about that for a moment, if you would. C- clearly, that is a very special thing about the the organization, and there are a number of people, yourself included, who've been there for a long, long tenures, which uh, is emblematic, surely, of of the value you've seen in in having a, a long career with a variety of different sets of responsibilities under one roof, as opposed to doing so as many of your peers would do uh, in many different companies. Uh, talk a bit about some of those cultural elements and, and what you believe makes it special at FedEx. Well, you know, one of the things that's been true for a long time is we call, you know, the, the, the cultural model is people service profit, you know, and it's drawn as an image in a continuum in a circle that's continuum that starts with people, you know, it it can start anywhere, but, you know, a relentless focus on our team members all over the world and at every level are why we deliver the kind of service we deliver, which ultimately, if it generates the right amount of profit, we, you know, that virtuous circle continues and, and we create value. Okay. Ultimately, it's about the corporation creates value in many different ways. But, you know, while that's a virtuous circle and it could start anywhere, people is, is clearly at the heart of it. You know, one of the things that I, you know, I know this is in vogue to talk about today, but in my entire career, inclusiveness has always been a cultural element of FedEx. I mean, it always has been. It's not because it's, you know, important at a certain point in time. It's just part of our culture. And so, you know, that's the thing I'm probably I'm most proud of. I, you know, and I, I, you know, I, don't, I probably have never talked about this publicly, you know, outside of our team members at FedEx, but, you know, some of the things like even, um, you know, what, when you see the way our team members, I mean, the corporation does great things as a corporation, but even the volunteerism, the, you know, every way that the individuals in the corporation give back is, uh, is probably the thing I'm, you know, most proud of. And so people service profit is the answer to your question. That is our culture. Um, we work on it. Um, you know, not, it's not an accident. We work on it. Um, we have great, uh, champions of it. Rob Carter is one of the great champions of it in, in FedEx Corporation. I will tell you that. And, um, and the leadership that excels in FedEx is, uh, is is those who, you know, respect and enhance and develop and encourage and do all the things that make our people excel. And that takes care of the rest of the business. Very interesting. Well, thank you for that overview. I, I wanted to also ask you, as you look to the future, Ken, what are some trends that particularly excite you? If you look out, say, two or three years, what, what comes to mind? Well, you know, another great question. And it's funny, uh, right before the pandemic, I was speaking to a group of, um, I think it was interns at the time. And, uh, you know, I said, when I started my career more than 30 years ago now, I couldn't have imagined a better time to start in IT, you know, in technology. And what I've gotten to experience in my career is incredible. And I've, you know, I've always said, well, I've never started over. What a, what a great run it's been. But 
But a few years ago, I said, if I could, I would love to start my career at this point in time. Because to me, this is the most exciting point. And, and, and I'll answer your question. And I might, you know, I'll package a few things together that I would say excite me. But, you know, clearly what we can do in data today. Okay, data has always been important in technology, right? But I would say, you know, generically, you know, the decision sciences, you know, AI, ML. And really, to me, it's about the scaled optimization capabilities of real-time events. That's game-changing. When you look at a company like us, you know, I talked about sensor ID and on the vaccines. At the edge, we create 8 billion transactions a day just in those sensors. And the scale of the intelligence and optimization we can create off of that could never have been done even five years ago. So I'd say that's the first trend. It's about data, but really the, you know, data science and decision sciences and all of that, especially the, you know, the capabilities advance off of it. And that leads right into edge computing and why that's so important. And when you think of IoT, you know, I just said sensor ID, you know, IoT, but also autonomy, automation. And, you know, and, and you know, we one of you know our great innovators say, you know, think of autonomy as mechanization of IoT, but the data it creates and what we need to do at the edge is another thing that excites me, another thing we're very focused on at FedEx. And then it's the more, you know, I'll call standard things, you know, everything is a service. You know, we all know software as a service, the power of that and what we've all done there. And then, you know, the platform as a service, you know, all those things. But when you even think of today, AI as a service and the and what that means. That's a trend that is, I think we're just beginning to see what's possible there. And, uh, and believe me, in FedEx, that'll be important, but I think it will be in every business as well. And then I would say just a couple more, you know, the battleground areas, um, you know, cybersecurity and the, you know, the battle that goes both ways and the tool advances and the technology advances, as well as things like blockchain. Um, all of that is a trend that we all should be very attentive to, which means we should be excited about it. And then, um, you know, probably I'd close with a little bit, maybe not everybody would be, but, you know, I'll call it the immersive future or now what, you know, we're calling extended reality, whether you're talking about, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, or the mixed reality concepts, but, you know, all of it's part of this extended reality. That, you know, what we're just seeing, in fact, we're doing a meeting with uh, some of that technology in a couple of weeks, just to get everybody aware of it. But the reality of it is what that can do in a scaled enterprise, um, especially when the way we'd have to have people traveling and stuff before, that's another one of those things that the hybrid world, the new normal, it will really play. And so, sorry, Peter, for the long answer, but uh, but I would, you know, I, I don't know what that was, four or five buckets. To me, they're the really big things. I mean, in technology, everything is exciting, but they're the they're the game changers that in a company like ours will be important, but really, you know, in the industry will be incredibly important in many different corporations and many different industries. A, a great series of those. So thank you for running through each. Well, Ken Spangler, thank you so much for joining me on Technovation today. It's been fascinating to hear a bit about your uh, career experience at FedEx. Certainly the, the, the many things that are on your plate today as part of your purview, um, your, the, your wisdom about uh, all that FedEx has been through and fostered in the, throughout the pandemic as well. And now your, your view also to the future. It's been a great conversation. Well, Peter, again, thank you for having me. It's definitely an honor for me. And, uh, and thanks again. Excellent.